Alien Fugue is a scenario based on the alien role-playing game, published by Free League Publishing, and written by Adam Gilbert. We would like to warn our listeners that this scenario contains themes of memory loss, violence, body horror, and death. For these reasons, Distant Grey Gaming recommends that this scenario is not for young ears, or for those of a nervous disposition. Thank you, and enjoy Alien Fugue. You're sitting on a bed in a living quarters and a young boy, maybe nine or ten years old, uh, with a shock of blonde hair and crystal blue eyes, comes running into the room and jumps into the bed beside you, giving you an enormous hug. You look to your left and a woman, who looks to be in her mid-thirties, sits in the bed beside you. She hands you a small gift wrapped in shiny blue paper with a white bow. Her auburn hair hangs in ringlets over her shoulder and her deep brown eyes never leave yours as she whispers, happy birthday. You feel happy, content. Behind her you see a large window which frames a desolate grey rocky landscape and distant jagged mountains encroach upon a night sky filled with brilliant stars. You're torn from this dream by the sound of an alert tone. Warning. Proximity alert. Unidentified spacecraft moving into docking position. Your eyes crack open and you find that you're lying on a grated floor in some kind of room. Red emergency lights twirl above. This place is not familiar to you. You have a headache and your vision is a little blurry. What do you do? Okay, so... Um, so, you, so you say I'm laying down? Uh, you're laying down, yep. Yeah. So you've just yes. opened your eyes. Okay. Um, am I on a bed or am I in like a capsule or? No, you're lying on a on on the grated floor. Oh, okay. That's not so great. Um, so I'll stand up. Okay. Um, right. and I'll have a look around my immediate vicinity. Sure. Okay. So you see um, a line of seats, which um, all have safety harnesses and they line one long wall of what you see now to be a rectangular room, perhaps mm. uh, 30 metres long, about six metres wide. And at one end, you can see an open door through which you see a piloting station. 
and green text flows across consoles and monitors, uh, the piloting chair you can see is empty. And as your eyes sweep back across the room, you see that the wall opposite the um, aforementioned seating, uh, it features storage lockers, uh, a workstation with a computer terminal, some storage units uh, at the end of this which contain EVA suits. And across the desk, uh, you can see that there's um, papers and sort of boxes and a few other things. Uh, the opposite end to the piloting station, uh, so the other shorter wall, that contains an airlock door, which is currently closed. And on the floor directly in front of the airlock, you can see a person lying on the floor, motionless. Okay, I'm going to head over to uh, to the motionless person uh, and I'm going to check them to see if they're okay. Okay. All right, so you go over and you see that the person is a male, maybe in their mid-20s. Uh, they have dark hair and a close-cut beard uh, and they uh, the person has olive skin. He's definitely not moving and he's wearing like a fairly standard issue flight suit and embroidered across the front pocket uh, is the name Mirandi. Mirandi. And do I remember this guy? No. Hmm. And presumably I don't remember, or I don't have any idea where I am either. Not at this time, no. Okay. All so right. you've deduced you're on a, a ship of some type, given the piloting station you could see. Yeah, and so it appears obvious to me that this guy, Mirandi, is beyond my help. So you see no immediate signs of injury, so it doesn't seem that he's... I guess there's no signs of blood or anything. So what exactly are you... Are you saying something, or what, what exactly are you doing to... Yeah, look, I, yeah, look I, might, I might just um, shake him gently by the shoulders and say, Hey, okay. buddy, hey, uh, can you hear me? Can you hear me? Mm -hmm. Okay, yeah, m um, uh, doesn't respond... Um, can I try to take a pulse? Yeah. Uh, so the, the, the siren's Warning. still blaring. Airlock coupling complete. Warning. Airlock coupling complete. Okay, so the, the sort of the mother system on board's telling you that the airlock coupling has now happened. So yes. it would seem that the a ship is um, connecting to your vessel right now. And was that the airlock that I could see from my previous position? It would be. It's the only airlock that you can see on this in okay. this room. Yeah. Sure. I I might just leave Mirandi where he is for now and um, rush towards the airlock. Do am I carrying anything like any tools, any weapons, any equipment? Uh, no, no. You um you have nothing in your hands. As as I rush towards the airlock, I suddenly am aware that I am woefully unprepared for what's coming through the airlock so as I'm going towards the airlock can I look around to see if there's anything that becomes them even if it's just like something to hold as a makeshift weapon I, it's not that I think there's anything hostile it's just that yeah I just don't know anything at the moment so okay yeah let's it's probably not unreasonable to assume that um, there would be something like a maintenance jack um, okay possibly near the airlock in the event that there was a problem with the airlock you know uh, and it needed to be forcefully opened or something like that uh, I think it's not unreasonable that there would be a maintenance jack perhaps you know pinned to the wall so okay, you I, could um I, I could say that you get one of those yep I'll, I'll grab that um 
just out of interest, as I'm doing all this, do I notice if I'm if I'm wearing a uniform with a badge on? Yes, you do. Um, oh, so you're wearing perfect. a like a flight suit identical yep. to Mirandi's, mm-hmm. and the the name Mills is on your um, breast pocket. Okay, I'm slightly disturbed that I'm in the same uniform as Mirandi, and I don't know who it is. It's not ringing any bells. But then I'm also concerned that I've had to look at my badge to know who I am too. Mm-hmm. Okay, so, yeah. So I'm going to position myself in front of the airlock inner doors okay so you can hear some movement and clanging on the other side uh, of the airlock and after after a few moments the the inner hatch um, hisses open and uh, so you said you're standing directly in front or well i suppose within a couple of meters yeah okay so when when the airlock hisses open there are four people standing on the opposite side and two of them are armed you can see they're holding service pistols okay one person is holding a medical kit and uh, the other um doesn't have a weapon drawn but um has has a weapon holstered though has a sidearm okay and they, uh, I'll, I'll describe what they all look like. One, one of yep. them stands right out, um, stands out straight away. He is about six foot four. Yep. He looks um, quite, he's well built. He's got a crew cut with, he's got dark, cruel eyes and a five o'clock shadow. Uh, he's, he's one of the people with the weapon drawn currently. Yep. And he has an expression on his face that uh, his his lips are closed, but you can just imagine that behind those lips are a set of really tightly clenched teeth. His eyes are quite sunken. He looks um, almost looks sleep sleep deprived. On on this man's uniform, he has the name Rainer, R A Y N E R. Okay. Another of the uh, another another male. He has short, curly, sandy brown hair, dark eyes. He's clean shaven. But he looks quite calm and collected. He doesn't have a weapon drawn. Uh, he's of medium build, maybe about five foot ten. And this man's uh, name is Tiernan, T-I-E-R-N-A-N. The third person is a female, and she's the one holding the medical kit. She has long red hair in a ponytail, and uh, she has green eyes she's quite slim maybe five foot eleven her name is Hayward and the last the other person who currently has a weapon drawn is uh, also a female and she's uh, got medium length dark hair and a tight braid she has dark olive skin and dark eyes she's the shortest of the four maybe about five foot eight but despite her smaller stature she seems to exude a certain confidence and her name is Malik, M-A-L-L-I-C-K. And Tiernan, uh, the man who doesn't have a weapon drawn, he says, hold on there, friend. What, what, do you, um, what do you intend to do with that there maintenance, Jack? We're not here looking for trouble. That's, that's great to hear because I'd probably be doing a lot less with this maintenance, Jack, than with you would with your guns. He goes, yeah, that, that's, an, a reasonable, that's a reasonable assessment. Do you want to just, just put that down for me? We're, we're, um, we're the colonial marshals. We're here responding to a distress call. Okay. All four of you are colonial marshals? Yes, we are. Uh-huh. I'll tell you what, I'll put the jack down when you post your weapons. Um, well, yeah, we outnumber you, but... Okay, like, any, any looks to 
um, looks to his colleagues with weapons drawn and says, uh, you know, okay, guys, just just lower, lower your guns. And uh, Malik does so um, without reluctance. She just holsters the, the, the sidearm. Raina, yeah. the, the, the sort of taller, menacing-looking individual, he, he really makes a point of drawing out the holstering of his weapon. He doesn't seem happy about it, but he does so after some time. So you're responding to a distress call? Yes, um, we've received a, a well, a distress beacon. We we detected in this area. Sure. Um, so we've uh, arrived to investigate. Uh, found your vessel, and we hailed your vessel several times. We've got no response. So we've obviously decided to do a boarding action. This uh, person on the floor, like what? Can you tell? Can you tell us what's going on? Uh, firstly. What's, um, can you identify yourself? Uh, yes, I'm Mills. How long ago did we start sending the distress signal? Uh, we received that about 23 hours ago. Uh-huh. Okay, and your name is Tiernan? Are you, uh, do you have a title? Or? Yes, I, yes I'm, the, I'm the commanding officer um, of the USCSS Saratoga. Um, so can these, Captain, uh, or? Yes, Cap- you can, uh, I'm, I'm happy for you to call me Tiernan. Um, okay. Yes, but I'm the captain. And these are my uh, fellow marshals and our um, also our onboard <laughs> medic. Katie, at that point, decides to go and kneel next to Mirandi and starts looking him over. Yeah, okay. Uh, okay, Tiernan, the, the situation is somewhat strange because uh, I know that guy is called Mirandi and I know I'm called Mills, but apart from that, I, I must have suffered a head injury, I'm a bit hazy, I've got a headache, and I don't know anything. At this moment in time, I'm a bit foggy, um, so you'll have to bear with me, I'm afraid. Um, I don't know what's happened here. Okay, well, we're, we're here to find out what's happened and just check everything is okay, obviously. We'll um, probably just want to take an ex- like, you know, check out, make sure there's nobody else aboard. Um, I'm. Uh, and it says, Raina, can you please go and check the piloting station? And um, Raina marches down the down the room towards the the piloting station to verify whether anyone is in there or not. Malik, uh, at this point, has wandered over towards the uh, the desk and the computer and all that, and just started looking around. And Tiernan says, what's his condition? You know, what's he need? And Hayward like, is holding uh, her fingers on his, um, like near his throat. And she, says, that, yeah. and she says, um, what's he need? He needs a body bag, sir. Oh, crap. And so, and Tiernan says, so uh, Mills, you say, yeah, Mills. Mm. What, do you have any recollection at all of what has happened to your colleague here? I see you're wearing the same flight uniform you're obviously part of the same crew you you have no recollection of what happened no i woke up not that long ago and i was laying on the floor over there not that far away from mirandi uh i woke up throbbing head the first thing i decided to do because i as i say i i'm not sure what's going on first thing i went to do was uh check out mirandi there didn't appear to be any particular injuries um i was about to take vitals uh, like uh, Hayward there uh, and that's when mother notified me that somebody was coming through the airlock and that kind of brings you up to speed because I was standing outside with a maintenance jack so yeah that's, okay that's all I can recall right now all right and this memory loss 
you say you have mm. how far back does it mm. stretch uh, yeah, I mean you must know a bit more about say the parentship that you came from or what your purpose was in this sector um, I, I mean, can't what, even tell you I can't even tell you what the name of the ship is right now I, I have no recall do, do you know where we, do you know where we are in, in space do you know no. do you have any recollection of where we no I, I, I presume you'd be able to give me some more information, to be honest. Yes. Um, like the name of this ship? Well, the the sector we're in is Sector 3847. We're about six parsecs forward of Sol Sector. Um, mm. the, the nearest star system is uh, JPG 770, and there's, um, there's a colony there uh, with some 700,000 colonists. Perhaps you're associated with the colony, Gorham's Folly, that colony is called um does is any of this helping you or no uh well it's not doing me any harm um okay. it's just words and numbers at the moment um maybe i was there i mean uh, before i woke up i was having a dream about being with my family on a co i think it was a colony uh, it didn't look very much like earth so okay uh yeah well i suppose all we can do is um just hope that with time your memory starts to return. Um, mm. I think what we're going to do is, given that this man is clearly dead, we do have to consider it a crime scene. Uh, you're mm. you're not a suspect at this point. Um, That's good. So we because we, we haven't <coughs> verified what the cause of death is for this person, this Mirandi. So uh, and until we know more about that, we can't. Um, yeah, we'll, we'll just have to investigate further. Um, I'm going to instruct my crew to to conduct a um, analysis of the scene and see if we can piece together what's happened. Um, yeah, it's uh, so um, Haywood could you know maybe if Haywood's got some medical knowledge, could she maybe check me over? Uh, yeah, yeah, we could we can arrange that. So, are you feeling well or? generally well apart from obviously the haze of confusion and a throbbing head okay sure uh, what, what I'm going to recommend is that we perhaps bring you on board our ship so the the Saratoga's got better medical facilities uh, there so I, I think what we'll do is um, we're gonna I'll, I'll um, instruct Hayward to bring Mirandi on board and conduct a well a brief autopsy I suppose um, we can also give you a look over as well, just to check um, if there's anything obviously wrong. Um, you look okay, but so at that point, um, Tiernan starts issuing instructions to the um, rest of his crew uh, to gather any evidence uh, that they think may be of interest. Mirandi is then uh, carried by Malik and Rayner. Um, but onto the ship uh, through the airlock and, and towards uh, the US CSS um, Saratoga yeah. and um, Hayward uh, remains behind with Tiernan and they, they uh, sort of sweep sweep the start sweeping the room um, while they're doing all this are you uh, are you going to do anything or are you just gonna take a seat or um, well I suppose I, I actually feel really bad for Mirandi because part of me thinks well he could have been my best friend and I just don't know uh, mm -hmm. um, so I've got this weird kind of sensation of kind of grief and loss but without being able to attribute it to anything because I don't know who he is 
so uh, yeah look I'll, I'll probably find somewhere to sit and just kind of yeah just try and recollect any kind of thoughts um yeah. i will ask um i know i asked uh tnn before but i will maybe just nudge him again and say look can you what's, what's the name of my ship maybe that will trigger some memories uh, he goes, uh, well, uh, the, just, the distress beacon didn't actually tell us much at all. All we knew that there was a, stri- uh, a ship in some kind of distress. Mm. Um, that's all the beacon has told us at this point. But um, we're going to grab the flight recorder from the um, piloting station. He um, makes his way up there and he returns with that. And it's got written on the side of it that it is the HMS... Yamagata. So it would just—it would appear that you're actually a three, uh, uh, three world empire. Um, yes. From a yes, three world em- empire vessel. Uh, that's all it says on the side. So they know that's what your parent ship was was called. But he says we'll um, try and um, analyze this. Um, it's going to be no doubt password protected. Um, and I'm. <laughs> you guys, you don't have to recall <laughs> that, do you? Uh, well, I mean, there, there is optimism, of course, and I think that might be slightly beyond optimism. How about okay. if, um, it, it is, would it be helpful if I made you guys a cup of coffee or something while you're doing what you need to do? Yeah, yeah. well, we're going to bring this back on board and um, we'll plug it into our operations centre. Our mother computer will probably be able to, um, we, we've got ways and means to get into these sorts of systems. Uh, it might take a little bit of time, but it can be done if we don't okay. have the password. Uh, so he, he collects that while Hayward uh, goes through and collects um, some equipment off of the desk. There's like a large, like a lockbox of sorts uh, sitting there. And there's also a Siegson model PDAT as well, data yeah. tablet. Yeah. So she collects those. And uh, as she's sweeping through looking for other things of interest, she does find a service pistol under one of the seats that that lines the wall that with the safety harnesses yeah and she sort of holds it up towards you and says does this look familiar is this your sidearm i you honestly recall? don't know i i don't recall i'm so sorry this must seem really bad but i just she said she's she's quite empathetic like she's not um like she says it's she says it's okay hopefully this will all come back um mm. you know amnesia most of the time is short term and hopefully within hours or with some rest um you'll start to remember a lot more so um yeah just try to try try to relax and yeah let's get you onto the saratoga and um i'll I'll have a look at you sooner rather than later yeah sounds good okay so they take those things and they invite you on board so you head down the umbilical tunnel and you arrive on the Saratoga uh, in the airlock area. So just with reference to the map um, that you've yeah. been provided, mm-hmm. um, that's point six on the okay, map, yeah. sort of in the center yeah. of the of the ship. So this, this ship has three decks, uh, an upper and a lower deck and um, a main deck. And so you arrive in the, uh, in the airlock area and they say, if you just want to head through, turn to your right, uh, there's a lounge area in there. You can just get yourself something to drink, take a seat, and yeah, we'll, we'll come and check on you in a while. And she says, um, uh, Tien and says, uh, I'm going to have Hayward investigate 
Mirandi, just try and find out cause of death. Mm-hmm. And you're not sure where Malik or Hayward are, um, but that you know that they're on board. Yep. So he says, "I'm uh, Tian," and says, "I'm heading up to operations, the operations area. Uh, I'm going to start having a look at the flight recorder. If any, if anything comes back to you, then please come and find me, and uh, or just let any of the other crew know, and um, yeah, sure. start to piece this all together." Sounds good to me, boss. Okay, I'll go through to the lounge and um, presumably I'll find myself a coffee pot and start rehydrating. Sure, okay. So in the lounge, um, yeah, there's a coffee machine and uh, like those prefab cardboard tasting meals that you can heat up if you're hungry. And there's, uh, in in this lounge area, there's actually the escape pod doors um this ship features uh six escape pods uh they're just one person ones um and they're normally what you would use for like a low orbit um emergency evacuation um they're not it's not deep space eev sort of thing with faster than light capability (laughs) or anything like that Uh, but this is where the escape pods are found also from within the lounge area you can also access the engineering um uh, or like the, the engine bays as well, um, where people would conduct repairs. Um, so you're sitting, uh, you're sitting down and having a drink, was it? Is that? That's right. Yeah, uh, I probably poured himself a cup of coffee and warmed up one of those cardboard meals. Okay, sure. As you're sitting there preparing to enjoy your, your meal as much as one can enjoy those prefab meals, mm. <laughs> the Rainer uh, enters the lounge. And he sits down at the table opposite you and his eyes never break away from yours. Yeah. And he says, Mills, is it? Uh, apparently so, yes. Uh, you're Rainer. Yeah, correct. Mm. I, it, says, seems to me, it seems to me I haven't made a very good first impression with you. No, I know it was you. Well, you know more than I do then. <laughs> what, for, first of all, what was me? The guy on the slab in there. Oh, Mirandi. Unless you can tell me who else did it, some sort of ghost. Um, well, I honestly don't know. Um, could it? It could have been suicide, I guess. I've seen. Um, I've seen a lot in in my time as a colonial marshal, and I know a killer when I see one. Uh, what's it, what is it about me that gives it away? Just the way you look, something there's just something in your eyes, and maybe something to do with the fact that you're the only other person aboard that vessel. Yeah, I mean the first point is a bit dubious. I'll give you that, but the second point I can't fault you on. I take it I presume that there was this the two of us on the ship, which seems a bit unusual. Why there'd just be two of us, but I'll, you know whatever. Um, but I, I'm in the dark. I still am. Um, maybe it was me. I don't know. I don't even know. You know what, what upsets me, Rainer? I could have been this guy's best friend. I could have been his brother for all I know. And now he's dead. I should be feeling something. What I shouldn't necessarily be feeling right now is guilt. So I appreciate you that you probably haven't finished your degree in counselling yet. But I appreciate the fact that you're coming to sit with me, I suppose. And like a, a sort of a smirk spreads across his face and he <laughs> says, yeah, this is all very cute and moving, but... I see right through it. And it's only a matter of time until 
we we pin it on you. The, the captain's going to give you the benefit of the doubt. He always does. But, um, yeah, like I said, I know it was you. And he stands up and sort of thrusts the chair back under the table and storms out. Yeah. Nice talking to you. Uh, yeah. So so what do you do now? Oh, jeez. Um, I will shake off that encounter with Rainer. Um, I knew he was going to be trouble. Um, but I will think upon what he said is that in actual fact, despite him being a dickhead, it, what he says kind of makes sense is the fact that I was the only other person on the ship. I don't remember doing anything, but I don't know, maybe it was me. So that's kind of got me thinking. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, so do you stay? Do you just stay there in the in um, the lounge, or? So I might I might get up and just have a wander around. Look, maybe just have a cursory look at the escape pods and just have a look at the environment. Um, I, I guess I guess there's no reason why I can't just walk around the ship. I mean, I haven't been told not to. So I might just uh, I might just have a look through into the like engine base to kind of see if it, if that triggers any memories you know maybe i was a grease monkey or something like that uh, yeah okay yeah you all right so yeah if you head through into the engine bays um it's um it's all not very familiar to you um i mean you recognize it as engine equipment and and things like that but um certainly doesn't jump out at you as uh yeah. that you were uh yeah like you say a grease monkey or something like that Okay, um, so not an engineer. So I'm just uh, I'm just mentally listing all the things that I've learned so far. Is I'm not a colonial marshal, I'm not an engineer, and I'm not dead. So it's going well so far. That's three <laughs> things. That's three things that I'm certain of. Yeah. So I'll I will leave the uh, engines to themselves without being tempted to press any buttons. Right. Okay. Um, I'm going to sit back down in the lounge. I'm a bit reluctant to go walking around a ship that's not mine when there's a murder investigation going on. Okay. Especially with especially with Rainer on the prowl as well. All right. Oh, fair enough. All right. So let's say maybe an hour passes if if you if you're just going yep. to stay put. Okay. And uh, Tiernan comes down from um, operations, and he says, uh, "I've made some progress." Um, on the flight recorder mm-hmm. and I can tell you that your ship that you came from um, the Yamagata is a science research vessel okay and I've gathered that it was not so long ago sent to rendezvous with another ship uh, which is not named uh, to yeah. collect uh, a package um, for uh, a research package. Okay. Uh, you were originally a crew of ten. Okay, so I know what your next question is then. Where's uh, the other eight? Indeed. And when... you looked everywhere on the ship. Yes, on on the on the ship that you're on, the what you were on is actually yep. was the escape shuttle. So the parent ship. Oh. I can tell you. Well, the the captain. Uh, of of the ship was a Sarah Henderson, and if any of these names jump out, Mills, please tell me. Mm-hmm. And uh, the chief science officer was an Akira Hanso. The rest of the crew, I can't gather that yet from from the flight recorder. And what we know is that twenty three 
uh, well, 24 or so hours ago now, the HMS Yamagata was set to self-destruct by the medical officer, one Saeed Mirandi. The man we have in our med bay being examined. Does this fill in any blanks for you? Well, I know who Mirandi is. As for the others, no. I mean, evacuating a ship before it blows up. So, okay. So logically speaking, if the Yamagata was uh, rigged to self-destruct by Mirandi, and I was there with Mirandi, where did the other eight crew members go? Well, I, f- I fear for their um, health and safety because there's only one, one escape shuttle on the class of vessel that you were on, and yeah. that's the one we found you on. So if, if, the, if the other yeah. ship has self-destructed, then we could be looking at eight deaths. Well, nine deaths now with Mirandi. True. Um, and loss of the Yamagata. Uh, which just leaves me and yeah it's it's all a bit of a puzzle to be honest mm-hmm. and uh, nothing you've said so far has really jogged any memories unfortunately um, well yeah it seems it's um it hasn't been long since we found you and you regain consciousness and i've spoken to hayward about your condition and she said that she expects you to probably regain your memory um it's a question of how long and Hopefully, hopefully, the more information you get about your about your ship and your crew, hopefully it'll start. Hopefully, something will trigger a a revival of everything. She says mm. it might yeah. take time. So, I'm going to continue working on the flight recorder. There's more encrypted data on there. It seems that we've got some CCTV that we could that's, access, that's good. yeah, which might shed some light on what's happened, but. That's still that's taking some time, um, but I'll keep you updated on anything I find out. Okay, I've obviously been in the lounge area for about an hour. Um, I did have a quick look in the engine compartments, but nothing really triggered my mind memory there. So I don't think I'm an engineer. Do you have any objections if I was to just not be in the lounge area, just look at other parts of the ship, or is there no, restricted I'm, areas? I'm I'm happy for you to wander around, but don't uh, probably don't go down to the lower deck. That's probably off limits. But um, feel free to wander around, stretch your legs a bit. Like I said, sure. you're, you're not under arrest at this point. So, okay. you know, we, I'm, I'm happy for you to move, have some free movement around the ship. But just, just, case, just keep us informed if, if something comes back or, you, you know, you think of something uh, that can help us with our investigation. Yep, yep, I'll goes, do that. He goes, all right. Well, I'm, I'm going to get back to it. Um, so, yeah, uh, you can find me in operations at up on the upper deck so yeah just come and see me if you've got any questions or anything like that yeah yeah he turns around and he walks and he walks back out into the um like past the through the airlock area um and he's heading towards the um the front end of the ship which is the direction you've got to go to access the stairs to go to the upper and and lower decks Uh, so yeah he depart okay um so I'll put my coffee cup down and I will head out through past the airlock corridor and I note that there's some rooms to the right and the left of me. Yeah, that's right. So once you've gone through that airlock area and continued down the corridor towards the front of the ship, on the left is the medical, uh, the med bay. Yeah. And 
it has um, it's basically one big large glass wall which functions that, that you can see through um, and in the middle of it that's a glass door and you can see Hayward is in there with Mirandi on the examination table yep. and uh, so to your right in that area there, there's some restrooms and toilets and there's also two stairs the two sets of stairs as well one which indicates it leads up to the upper deck with operations yep. and the bridge and the other one leads down to the lower deck the one that Tiernan has said he'd prefer that you didn't go to okay all right at this point when when you looked into the medical room i want you to make uh, an observation roll now for Ooh. this roll eight dice because your uh, wits value is five and okay. your observation is three so you can yeah. roll eight dice I was getting the impression I was a fairly witty person, so that makes that makes sense now. All right, let's just see if the uh, the dice roll are too noisy. Hold on. Uh, no successes. <laughs> That's okay. Did you want to push? Uh, yes, I will. Um, so I'll add a dice of stress. Uh, oh wow, I've got three successes this time. Okay. Uh, so when you, when you looked into the medical room. Uh, you noticed that Hayward looked up at you and quickly looked away and you can tell she's trying to avoid eye contact with you. Oh, okay. Um, do I see a, a mechanism? Is it, can I go through a door? Is it, is it like locked or is it, can I just enter? Uh, it wouldn't be locked, so you could enter if you wanted to. Yeah, I will. I'll go into the med bay. Okay. Uh, so I, I'll walk into the med bay and say, uh, Hayward, um, how's it going here? She says, um, yeah, everything's fine. How can I help you? I was just kind of, um, well, I suppose just walking around the ship trying to jog some memories. And I thought there's obviously uh, one of the key parts of my memories lying right here. And I just wondered whether there's anything that's... I mean, apart from the fact that Mirandi's dead, is there anything, have you discovered anything? Uh, any cause of death or anything unusual? Uh, no, no, um, I'm still still conducting my analysis and um, I'll let you carry over some of those extra successes if, if you like. Yep, okay. um, and you yes. can tell she's nervous um, okay. um, and you can tell she's, she's lying and she starts to edge towards the door to, to leave. Okay. Well, I would imagine at this moment in time, I'm still standing kind of by the door. Uh, okay. Heywood, look, um, I don't know much about myself at the moment. I'm afraid I'm, you know, everything's still a bit fuzzy, but do you know, I'm, I'm pretty sure I can say or tell when somebody's a bit edgy or a bit kind of nervous and you are displaying all the signs of somebody who's not being honest with me right now. So, mm. you know, in the, in the in the for the sake of me trying to get my memory back, can you try and help me out here? If there's something going on, tell me. Uh, well, like like the captain said, um, I'll I'll um, give you a good look over soon. Um, but I just need to go and check with him first, and then um, and then um, I'm, I'll be happy to come back and conduct that look over if that's all right with you. Uh, sure. Okay. Um, and mm -hmm. I step to one side so there's a clear exit for. It. Okay. All right. So she sort of hurries off down the. Um, Hooks hooks around to the right, and yeah. uh, and disappears. <clears throat> okay. And so, what do you do at this point? For for no reason whatsoever, I'm going to walk over to the slab. Mm -hmm. Um, and 
I'm just going to see if I can see anything with my untrained eye or is there anything like uh, is there like a diagnostic computer there or anything that she's been making notes on that I could maybe try to access okay uh, yeah there would be some there'd probably be a terminal in there um, that she would be recording notes and things into okay can I access the terminal uh, yeah so we'll we'll um, probably get you to do a comtech role cool so your comtech score uh, is four so if you want to add that to your Bloody. attributes of five uh, at wits of wow. five then you've got nine yep Pass my panic dice. Um, my stress dice on. Uh, two successes. Okay. Right, so you get into the. Um, you manage to access the record that she was working on. Mm -hmm. And it says subject dis, uh, time of death suspected 24 hours uh, ago from present time. And it says, sighted burst fine blood vessels within eyes. Analysis of uh, throat area noted bruising and sort of crushed larynx. Cause of death, asphyxiation. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that's not looking great. Well, it's not looking great if you're males at this moment in time because... <laughs> It seems like it's, it's, it would be a fairly unusual suicide attempt to strangle yourself to death. Um, that's not good. Okay. So TNN arrives are back with, <coughs> with Hayward and Malik. And TNN says, I'm sorry, Mills, but uh, Hayward's conducted her autopsy of Mirandi and she's concluded that he was, in fact, murdered. Yeah. He was choked to death by somebody. I'm sorry to say that the current, based on what we know, I may have to place you under arrest. Um, yeah, I figured you may. I want to give you the benefit of the doubt, but I've also got to consider the safety of my crew. Do does has anything come back yet about what happened aboard the the escape shuttle? Nothing that I've no. been, nothing I'm aware of. No, I mean, okay. obviously, the only thing I'd ask is, um, is you know, is Hayward absolutely sure on the findings? Uh, Hayward says, yeah, I'm, I'm certain. Um, mm. I've seen asphyxiation before, and this is what it looks like. Okay. Look, I mean, I can't argue with the logic, unfortunately, mm. and I, I think I am the only other person. So I'm, I'm not going to cause any trouble. Um, okay. Goes, All right. I, I appreciate your cooperation, Tiernan says. Um, we're not going to put you in cuffs or anything, but I'll ask you just to accompany me to to the cabins. And he leads you back out into the corridor and you turn left. And there's uh, six rooms, so three on each side of the corridor. Yeah. And he takes you into room six, which is the first one on the right. Yeah. And uh, within this room, there's there's a bed and uh, some like small personal effects ca uh, cabinets. It's uh, quite a small space, but comfortable enough. And um, Tiernan says, yeah, we, the, our, our crew cabins also double as um, you know, temporary holding cells. So I'm just gonna ask you to stay in here. Um, sure. I'll update you on what we're doing. We're actually going to make our way 
uh, back towards the the planet of uh, JPG seven seventy. Um, the that's that's the one with the Gorham's Folly colony. Uh, there's also a Colonial Marshals Bureau there, uh, and the Colonial Administration Law Courts. It's it's the nearest point where we can process um, process you. So we're we're making our way there now. Our investigation is ongoing. Something may turn up which um, absolves you uh, of the. Uh, you know of what you're suspected of at this time, but I'm just going to ask you to just to stay in here until until we um, either find some contrary evidence or until we arrive at the yeah at JPG 770. Do you have any questions of me at this stage? Um, Is there anything you want? To, obviously, we can't um, we can't get you a lawyer, but when we yeah. Well, no, that was my first question. So, uh, yeah. my second question is: um, Have you looked through the CCTV footage yet to see if there's anything that clarifies what happened? I'm still working on that. Um, it's um, I've got the our mother computers running some pretty hardcore algorithms to try and crack that open, but I haven't got anything yet. Um, but I'll be happy to share with you whatever I find out. Cool. And um, if it's for, for what it's worth, I don't think I strangled anyone to death. I don't okay. have that feeling. Um, uh, okay, I'll, but, I'll put um, that on the record. But yeah, yeah. Um, we, we've got to go with what we see at the moment. So No, no, I understand. So he, he closes the door and he can lock this cabin from the outside. And mm -hmm. he does so. And uh, Malik, uh, sort of as this is all happening, you, you observe that she is looking upon you with some sense of sympathy. Uh, she certainly doesn't have any malice uh, towards you in her expressions and she sort of seems to feel for you, I suppose. But after they've gone, Raina wanders past down the aisle and looks in at you and just gives you a big smirk and then walks away. That's not very not very compassionate. No. If, if Raina lingered long enough by the window, I would have flipped him the bird too. <laughs> yeah. So when... Um, you, when, when you're in the room, it's not, not much later that Malik returns. And mm -hmm. with the, the door that it is, is on your cabin, um, it's um, about, about half of it is a glass window, so the, the top half, and the lower half yeah. is um, the sort of metal door. And uh, there's a, all of these have like a small curtain or blind that you could pull closed, which is current, currently open. Um, and you can clearly hear one another through the door. And she goes, hey, how are you holding up in there? Uh, I'm, I'm okay. Do, yeah. do I still have a headache, by the way? Uh, no, um, it's been a few, uh, probably been about two hours or so now, two, three hours okay. since you cool. um, regained consciousness. And yeah. you, you're feeling quite clear in the head now. Um, okay. Uh, you are feeling a bit tired, though, but, not, but it just feels normal. Uh, you don't have the headache anymore. Your vision is is fine. The blurry vision um, has long since cleared up. So um, I'm going to say to Malik, look, I'm I'm feeling okay, uh, a bit tired. So is there any chance that somebody could just bring me like a, a black tea or something? Just to, you know, uh, what I might do is I might just put my head down to get some rest, see if any any memories come back. Okay. Yeah, she says that's that's no problem, and she goes presumably off to the to the lounge and she returns shortly after with a black cup of tea and she she opens the door and she says i, I can come in you're not going to try anything silly are you um you've got a gun so no yeah no yeah and i do know how to use it so she she sits she hands you the cup of tea and she sits down you know, sort of like props herself against the the personal effects cabinet there yeah and she says well yeah this is a pretty um 
awful situation. And I, I know that the captain is giving you the benefit of the doubt. And to be honest, so do I. I just, yeah, I, I know it's only you um, on board with um, Mirandi, but um, you just don't seem like the killing type, to be frank. No, no, I, I, I don't feel the killing type, but I can't help but feel that this is um, this is messed up. I mean, Mirandi didn't didn't strangle himself. I was the only other person there, and despite the fact that I've got no memories, it looks pretty bad for me right now, I have to say. Mm. Yeah, well, um, hopefully we turn something up on their CCTV um, by the time we get back to get back home and get back to the yeah. bureau. Um, yeah. Just can't wait to get back there myself, actually. You know, it's, oh, what's, um, going, what's going on for you? Oh, I've just, you know, like, like we all do when we're out here in, out floating around in the black void, um, just can't wait to get back home. My kids, you know, oh, okay. I've got two kids at home who yeah. would no doubt be missing their mum. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So, yeah, I've got, um, I've got two kids. Do you, ha- do you have kids? I think I do. I, before I woke up, I had a dream and uh, th- there was a child about 10 years old, scruffy blonde hair, and I'm oh, pretty well, sure he said, like, happy birthday, Dad. Well, he's, well, he's certainly got your got your hair then. Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, it, it's just something close to me. I haven't actually looked at my reflection anywhere, so I don't oh, actually right. know what it looks like. Oh, okay. Um, well, she, she, she looks around and, um, like, the, uh, um, amongst the, the – there's, like, a small vanity, um, okay. mirrored vanity <laughs> there, and she says, well, why don't you have a look? Um, so I will go and have a look. Okay. So the man who – uh, stares back at you. Um, has very short blonde hair um, and piercing blue eyes. Uh, yeah. You're fair-skinned. You've got a short beard, um, though a little, well, somewhat unkempt. And you've got a small horizontal scar below your right eye, only just perceptible. And yeah. I suppose, yeah, you do see immediately. You see yourself in the boy that you saw. In your dream, yeah. Okay, so that 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 further strengthens strengthens my feeling that it wasn't just a random dream; that this was actually a memory. Mm. So I, I've got a son that looks kind of like me, but also I've got an auburn-haired partner. Mm. Yeah, yeah. So she says, "Does that bring anything back?" Um, yeah, I I think it was less a dream. I think I I think before I woke up, I was having a memory of a birthday, and that right. was my son. And I've got a wife or partner. Uh, she's got auburn hair. I don't okay, even know well, where they are. Oh, well, this is a, a good thing, I suppose, that mm. you know, you've verified something about your past. But yeah, yeah, me, I just can't wait to get back to little Amal and Kalinda. Like, yeah, Amal's eight now, Kalinda's six. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I just can't wait to see them again. Um, yeah, how long have you been away from them? Uh, we've been away for a while. We were due back. In about a week from now, but um, since this, in these circumstances, we're actually going to get in a bit earlier, so so that's mm-hmm. a good thing. And then she um, she stands up and has a quick look out the door, and she looks left and looks right down the corridor, and she comes back and sits down, and she says, um, "By the way, just be careful about Rainer." Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. There's um, he, he seems to have it in for you, but just just so you know. He um, he's been he's been very unusual over the last few weeks. 
yeah. and it seems to be getting worse. Um, he's really struggling at the moment emotionally. Um, he lost his well, we think we he lost his wife not so long ago. Oh dear. Yeah, she um she was on a colony called Ariarchus, and uh, we it's believed that perhaps the UPP um, annexed that portion of space and there was some sort of a conflict basically communications went dark there and they've not heard anything out of that out of that sector for a while which is unusual uh, the UPP even though they would take control of that planet they don't just kill everybody so we just don't know what's going on but he's just been going downhill ever since and we we came out of um, hypersleep um, on this rotation to come into this sector a few weeks ago and um, we noticed he was acting quite weird and Hayward managed to determine that Rayner had actually exited hypersleep before we reached the sector, yeah. like a week before we got there. That's unusual, isn't it? It is, especially given the risks. You Do you recall what the risks are with exiting hypersleep? When, um, when you can get psychosis. Well, yeah. I mean, we're travelling traveling yeah. FTL, right? We're going faster yeah. than light. And there's a very high risk of um, neurological distortion um, disorder, like yeah. if um, yeah, NDD. And we're all a bit worried that that's just exacerbated his already emotionally unstable condition. So, so here, here's a radical thought: Could he not be stood down until he's well recovered? I mean, the fact is, you know, he he's part of our crew, and um, we had just had to finish this this job, uh, TNN plans to bring all this to the, the Bureau's attention as soon as we get back. But we don't have sort of, we don't have freezers on this this particular vessel. So we couldn't put him in cryo. We can't imprison him. Um, he's not committed any crimes. Um, his condition is, you know, is noted and of some concern. But I think personally, I think TNN's just too forgiving. <laughs> but um, I'd just yeah. caution you just just to just to watch your back because right. you just don't yeah, he's know. Already, yeah, he's already found me a couple of times and given me a mouthful. Yeah. So. Yeah. Well, yeah. just um, just be careful. Yeah. Maybe maybe unload his pistol so he doesn't realise. Oh, I'll, I'll see what I can do. She laughs, and she she heads out and she says, "Look, you're gonna it's gonna be a while before we get back. Um, I suggest you get some shut eye." But um, yeah, if, if you like, I'll keep on. I'll keep an eye on on Rainer and make sure he's not um, not messing with you. Okay. Look, I, I really appreciate that. I know you, you've got no reason to trust me. So, but you know, it, it 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 it's a nice gesture. Thank you. No problem. All right. Well, um, yeah. Sleep tight. Get some rest. I think. And yeah, we'll wake you if there's any anything okay. when she departs. Yeah. So I will drink my black tea and then get my head down and try and get some sleep. Okay, great. The DOB LPC turned fine, declining memory. Turned back for an unexpected A. Alien Fugue was written and performed by Adam Gilbert. Mills was performed by Philip Beddingfield. They mostly create podcasts at night. Mostly. 2.8 uh, uh, G right now and counting. Access distortion negative one.